Check, check. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me now? My bad. Thing. Check, check, check. And so I said, man, I didn't see the uh, um, the whole thing he did with with Snoop Dogg. So I skimmed through it today and I heard a couple of gems. So I said, let me go ahead and go live with the team, with, with the people and see what they think. Uh, does the mic sound good? Press one if the mic sound good. Press one in the comment section if the mic sound good now. If it sounds good, press one. So y'all can't see it, but I got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got about eight people right now, family, that wants to join on and discuss this whole situation. So brothers and sisters that's on the live uh, with me, what we're going to do is we're going to go through it and then I'm going to pause and then I'm going to bring y'all along. So I'm going to play the, 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 the video first with Snoop Dogg and Master P and then I'm going to pause it and then I, and I want to start to get y'all feedback on some stuff. Now, I don't know how we're going to do this because I don't know how many people I can bring on at one time. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring three uh, uh, three of y'all on as a, at a time so it can be four of us, four of us on total. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, y'all who watching on Instagram, I'm telling y'all, y'all not going to be able to hear the video. So when I begin to play this video while Master P and Snoop Dogg is talking, y'all not going to hear it on IG. Y'all can only hear me. So I'm telling y'all right now, click the link in my bio to come on over to the YouTube. All right. So here we go. All right, here we go. We finna, we finna go and get started. Boom. There it is. There it is. And people don't realize, like, you know, when we're talking about African-American ownership and creating companies and brands, you know, uh, Sonya is involved in this. Uh, my baby mama and my dad is involved in this. Yes, sir. You know, Big P, he wanted to come see you, but you know, that's my guy. Back. Yeah. Oh, man, he was waiting for you. So I just put some footage out <laughs> when I seen him in New Orleans yeah. at the All-Star Yeah. Game. I just popped that footage yeah. out. Shout out to Big P. Yeah. The biggest P of them all. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all, we're going we gonna to turn up... Uh, uh, we can listen to some music. We we gonna do something different for y'all. Um, and give y'all some real conversation. Yeah, some of, real conversation. A lot of guys need game, Pete. Yeah. And it's like the game that you gave me. They see me doing my thing and mm -hmm. doing businesses and branding out and doing different things, but they don't know that I got that from you. Yeah. And where did you get that from? And how did you decide to say, you know what? I'm gonna be the first businessman in rap. I ain't gonna just be a rapper, I'm gonna be a slash businessman and have brands. Well, I think it was, I think it was important for me, Snoop, to where uh, I feel like I came from nothing. I got the game from my grandpa. Okay, I'm gonna pause it right here. Right now, Master P is talking about where he got the game from. Now, I will say this, I want y'all to have y'all video on. Um, uh, if that was the case, I just do a call-in show. I do want y'all to have y'all video on, family. Everybody who's in my actual studio section, down here i do want y'all to have your, your, your video i don't want I, you know i don't want the people to see you know uh, uh, uh blank screens as y'all talk so if you can't put your uh video on tonight 
you know, just go ahead and just join us another night. But I do want them to see y'all as we as I bring y'all along. So just want to put that out there. Parents, big mom and big daddy. Mm -hmm. And they always wanted us to have something in life. And it's like, you know, we're in a project. We starving. We hurting. And it's like in order for us to survive. Hey, whoever that said it, it is full. It was full, but some people got off. So try to come back in now. And I'm going to tell you, I'm appreciative because, you know, even you look at the documentary, I never was trying to be the best rapper in the world. You you was one of the best rappers ever came to our team, you and Mystical and Mare X. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but my thing was, I know I could help y'all with business, man. Help y'all with y'all careers. Then I could just keep flourishing. And I think a lot of people snoop that when they watch this documentary, it's some people that's not in there. And some people in your life, you know, you don't talk about because they wasn't a part of the journey. Right. They was a part of the season. Right. You know, in the Bible, they say people have seasons. Mm. And so when I first was in Richmond and then went to Oakland, you know, when people see me, they thought I was a country boy. Like, right. okay, they see right. me, no, he got bread. Mm -hmm. Let's try to get him in the studio. Let's get his brick. So I want everybody to know everybody that ever did business with me got paid for everything they did. Most of them got overpaid. Right. And it's like. How could you still be upset 25 years later because you're not on this journey? Most of them never was on any hit records with us. Right. So the people that's in this document, I want y'all to know, these are the people that paved the way. You know, we sold millions of records. When Snoop came from that row, came to us, he had a whole different mindset. And that's what I was trying to do with you, to show you that you don't need to think that way right. you used to think. Right. You know what I'm saying? You taught us how to, how to think outside of the box because we was only used to thinking we can only be hood or we can only be... Yeah around the corner you showed us how we can get outside of the box by even putting us on everybody's project when we wrapped on other people's yeah. projects that helped them that helped us and that helped the fans grow with the whole no limit community but let me, let me so so okay i, I want to touch on that right there brother brother damon brother uh, young kind of don if you want to join in you got to go to benxlive.com go to benxlive.com and hopefully it's not full but i wanted to point that out because of course master p right This dang mic wasn't on again. Boy, look at this here. I don't know what's going on with this mic. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to take this bad boy back, this mug. But anyways, maybe it's, I don't know what happened. But anyways, what I what I wanted to show y'all was that Snoop Dogg said that he told them to get on other people products. I mean, get on other people projects, right? Get on other people projects, meaning how I translate that today is, well, get on other people videos, he says, when we got on other people's projects, they grew and we grew. Well, we can do that today with social media. Get on other people's page. See, get on other people's podcast. Get on other people's shows. Now, sometimes you're going to have to pay. And you can't, you, you can't be, be upset that you got to pay because a lot of times the artist or the, or the influencer know you're going to get paid on the back end. So I just took that little thing right there to say, um, I understand uh, that. We listen to this and he's talking about back in the day. He's talking about what he did to build. But I want us to take out the principles that he used so that we can use that today for our business. All right. Back to it. Let me tell you something was crazy, Snoop. So when you signed with us, the whole world was looking at 
Suge and me to go head and head and it really wasn't about that. It was right. just a business deal. When you came to me, I told you a lot of stuff, dog. We not into that. We ain't in no beefing. Right. We ain't in no talking about people. None of that shit. Right. Remember when we you sit said, down? Let it go. You yeah, told let me to be go. a man and move forward and think about my family yes. and my life. And you moved me down south so I didn't have to deal with all of this negative shit that I was constantly pulling me back and forth. Yeah, but look how God changed your life. And, and and gave you so many blessings when you decide to do the right thing right and that's what i want this generation that's watching this saying you know because we was all wild and crazy right. and so my thing is and we never think about it during that journey even when sugar was going down or whatever it was our never, time when, when i ain't never i ain't never came never you said extended, nothing you negative. extended your hand to them niggas. yeah i seen you show them love yeah. at a concert that they came yeah. to and you let them niggas in yeah. so you was on some different shit you yeah. was as far as like being about black businesses, you was about learning and teaching. Yeah. So at the same time, I felt like you was the bigger man. That's why we won at the end of the day, because yeah. we put God first and yep. we use that ignorant shit yeah. to try to match ignorant with ignorant. Yeah. But that's why God keep blessing you. That's, that's why 20 some years later, we free and alive. That's what mm. we have to realize. And, uh, you know, I did let him in that night and say, man, if y'all won't come party, come on party. Just don't mm -hmm. be about no, you know what I'm right. saying? And then, but that's why I, I i tell people you got to put your trust and faith in god god lit murderers he lit prostitutes into heaven that's when i understood that i said man let me start getting my life together right stop trying to judge people exactly and do right and none of us perfect nah, we all about it. yeah we all we all in bed we, we work in progress right and so i think this is what i this is what i want people to get out of this too because they look at things a bit no limit death row thing no it ain't okay now I'm, I'm now this is where i'm going to let people in now i'm finna let's start letting y'all in so if you ready get your camera ready okay i see you right there put your, your camera on your oh, mic yeah, my camera's on Okay, I see somebody. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. We got one more person here. You're gonna have to slide over a little bit. Oh, oh, okay, here I go. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna add one more person. I, I see these other people ain't got their video on. I'm not adding you if you don't have your video on. You need to have your video on. I see Al Al Pips here, but you don't have your your. Uh, okay, are you there, Al Pips? All the Pips. What you doing? I can't hear you. You ain't got your you ain't got your audio on. Okay, turn that down, okay. Are you there? Yep. All right, so um so what I want to discuss, okay, somebody phone making a, a, a lot of noise. What I wanted to discuss you go in there, okay? What I wanted to discuss was Master P talking about keeping faith in God. He says that on a lot of his interviews. I want y'all to talk about what y'all get out of and what y'all think about. What does it mean to y'all uh, when he says, uh, keep your faith in God? How do you guys interpret that? We're going to start with you, uh, brother, at the top right. Uh, I received a lot of what uh, Magic P and what, uh, what Snoop was talking about. I'm not really into like the, the, the social media order, keeping up with with. with with the waves and everything going on, like when a new uh, video, like when this was released, I just found out about it on here. That's why I was like, oh, brother, we ain't talking about a rap. Let me see what he talking about real quick. You gotta have some significant to it, and it really do, cause something that they talking about Master P was doing, you know, at the time, and hey, we just confused at the moment. Everybody is significant. You don't need to fight for a position. We can all fight the, uh, we can all fight our uh, a common. A, a, a common something for our position as as a whole or you know however you want i'm trying to find the right combination of words to make that sound right but we can all come together 
and fight for a real position. You know what I mean? It's great you got those. Okay, not okay, strong. not not to cut you off, but the question is, what's your thoughts on when he says keep your faith in God? How do you interpret that? Uh, what does that mean to you? Right, it, I, I almost had to bring like a backstory to it because when you when you when I'm receiving like a message or, or words like that or something, keep your faith in God. It's like. It depends on on who's receiving the information to 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 answer the question. Really, how I'm answering it is, I was somewhere where I had to believe that I was God's child, I was God's son, so I can act on the faith in my of myself, the faith in myself. So I didn't have okay. to act on everybody else's reaction to who I was, what I was doing, so it wouldn't dictate how I move every day. You know what I mean? And that led to strengthening other people that was around that might have had more strength over me at the time mentally. You know what I mean? Mm, but seeing yeah. how I took information and moved along, now the same people looking at me like, oh, well, what did, what did uh, Brother BB do? Because uh, uh, he, he living a little different right now. He, he looked like the same guy to me, you know, type of thing. Okay, but, okay. We're we going to get to uh, Brother uh, all, all the Pips. Okay, what's your thoughts when you hear that? Okay. Um... Well, definitely, I mean, just from a standpoint from, uh, you know, looking at them as, you know, celebrities or icons, um, I mean, there's, I feel like there's always things we can point out that are not godlike, you know, but then to hear someone like them say that, um, you know, I think it points out that there's still, you know, at the highest levels, there's positivity and negativity, you know, there's light versus dark always. Um, and so uh, one thing he mentioned is that, you know, thanks to the things that the choices they made, you know, they, uh, they're still, you know, they're free today and they're still living. Um, you know, you could say a peaceful life or a steady life compared to some people. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Deep Waters, what's your thoughts on when you hear keep your faith in God? Uh, that is key. That is so important because uh, that's one thing that growing, I grew up in a Christian house and in, in a Christian home and um I'm so thankful because if I didn't have that peace in my life growing up, as I went through trials and tribulations through my life, I think I would have been in a much worse off position than I am now. Um, so definitely keeping your faith in God is, is so important. And I think that's where a lot of us tend to go wrong. Um, we think that we can handle it by ourselves or we think that we know everything and we come to a point where it's like man we we really don't know anything and we tend to look outside ourselves so much instead of really focusing on god himself you know if it was not for god himself we would not be here period i mean that's the way i explain it to my children so having Faith in God is is so so important. It is like critical, critical to have your faith in the Lord. Um, I know just from personal experience, um, that's one thing that I have found uh, when I was going through a personal crisis after I found out that my children were sexually abused. Um, I just went through a horrible depression and it's just like, I didn't know what to do, where to turn. And 
I asked myself a question like, you know, when's the last time you had peace in your life? And I had to think all the way back to when I was a child. And it was like when I had a relationship with God, that's when I had the most peace. And that's what I found was really lacking in my adult life and in my relationship at that time. Mm. That God was like, he was not existent. You know, he was not like at the head of the table that we, that my family was at. So once I acknowledged that and own that for myself, that's when I began to do the work and repair my relationship with my father. Okay. And, um, it definitely strengthened me um, to go through what me and my children went through and are still continuing to go through because it hasn't been an overnight process. So. All right. Well, I thank you for sharing. So um, my, what I get out and we finna get right back to the Master P and Snoop Dogg thing, by the way. Also, I see a couple people, King, uh, Chastity, Carter. Um, y'all have to have y'all videos on. If you don't have your video on, then I'm not bringing you guys on. Uh, I know it's kind of late at nighttime. So if you know if y'all was expecting to come on without your video, I understand you can just get off and watch it on uh, YouTube. But what I get out of that when he talks about keeping faith in God. Um, it's just being able to me keep it, keeping faith uh, outside of the work that you do put in, because I also believe that faith without works is dead. So at a certain point when you're doing all that you can do and things are kind of out of your control, uh, when I hear about, I think about seeking refuge a lot, just uh, in a lot, I think about that being just trusting and having faith in that way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So if I follow this way, I'm expecting a certain thing to happen, not necessarily expecting a certain thing to happen, but I'm expecting um, 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 uh, success, uh, some type of better condition based on me following this specific path. So if somebody said, hey man, go straight, that's how you're gonna get to the gas station. You know, if I have faith in them, I may not see the gas station, but I have faith that it's eventually going to come. So that's kind of how I see it. everything that he's able to do with business or music. I think he did as much as he can uh, because we don't believe in just waiting on some mystery God to make everything happen. But once you do all that you can following that way will eventually lead you to the success. So that's kind of what I got out of it. So back to the actual uh, video here. I think he's going to go into another story. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. Ain't about that, man. I come, y'all ain't put sugar up against Jimmy Iovine, 
Right, right. <laughs> Warner honest. Brothers. Or Warner Brothers. Yeah, or Sony Records. See what I'm saying? Right, but you want to pit him up against the black man that's doing the same thing, yeah. trying to help out young black men get out of the hood and teach us ownership. Yeah. But see, that's the system. But we broke the system. Yeah. Because now me and Suge got a great relationship. Yeah. I got a great relationship with Pete, yeah. with Dr. Dre, with everybody, because yeah. I learned from Pete to forgive and forget and yeah. try to move forward and try to help us elevate as a people. So I'm about us as one. Not Man, just let, me. let me tell you something that's crazy, right? In California alone, it's no celebrities have did much as me and you for the community. Mm. Think about it. I don't care who it is. We always in the community. We always helping the kids. That's why the community always rooting for us. Right. You see what I'm saying? I've been in here 25 years giving back, and I'm not even from here. And sometimes you don't even have a camera for yeah. the things that you yeah. give back to. Yeah. See, that's that's the part that we are great at yeah. some stuff we don't even want y'all to know about yeah because we're doing it from our hearts so it don't need to be filmed or broadcast yeah. or some big production to, to bring it across to you so me and janelle have started a project called urban born and people don't realize this some of the first kids that was in our program and it's a true story you could check the facts on this uh one of our first kids in our program was nipsey hustle mm -hmm. So Nipsey Hussle came and was like, look, man, if you do the right thing, we're going to help you. Right. And that's how I built the relationship with him. People don't realize, they think it's through music. Right. Like I had a program to help get kids off the street, gangbang and all this mm. type of stuff. It's called Urban Bond. Y'all can, can check that out. Go pull it up. He was now, one thing I want to stop and touch on was this, what he's talking about right now, because people are always talking about what celebrities not doing. Now, I myself didn't even know about this program that Master P is talking about. And I'm All right, can you hear me now? All right, cool. So um, I didn't know about that particular program, nor did probably uh, none of y'all know about that program. But like Snoop was saying, just because the cameras aren't there and just because we didn't hear about it doesn't mean that they're not doing any work. Yeah, we got to fix this mic. Yeah, Maisha, we got to fix this little, <laughs> this little old mic. This is a little mic from Best Buy. I need to get some. I was just trying to get some real quick. So I got the cheapest. Well, not the cheapest, but the one that they had. Um, but this reminds me of when I uh, said one time on Instagram, some of us are, uh, can be very uh, disingenuous because I've been around the country and I've seen people uh, putting in work without cameras. I've seen people uh, uh, discussing how they're going to help and serve the community and then going out to brothers and sisters who people usually turn their back on and go serve them. Uh, but it's not necessarily seen. So to say that nobody's doing anything or ain't nobody doing nothing in the community, I think that's a little bit disingenuous for the ones who actually are doing something. And it doesn't mean that just because you didn't see it, it's not happening. Because honestly, in our community, we don't. We sometimes we don't make our mind up. On one point, we say ain't nobody doing nothing because I I don't see it. But then if somebody filming, we say, well, why you got to film it? Why you put it out there? So either way, somebody going to have something to always say. So uh, I see somebody else that has turned their camera on. OK, that goes Sister Latrice. I see you. They go to tribe in the building. So I want to talk about that real quick. I want to talk about celebrities and their uh, what do y'all think their responsibility is? um in the community so we're gonna bring a couple more people on well we only got three okay we got a couple more people let me see boom 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 and let me see if we can add uh-oh there it is there it is everybody on 
Let me see how we're going to do this. All right, everybody, unmute yourself. So we're going to start with Sister Latrice since she's new. What do you think the uh, responsibility of the rappers is in our community, rappers or celebrities? Hmm. Well, I, I don't really feel like they have a responsibility uh, to the community. It, it starts with your home. You, you have one yourself, actually. Um, we shouldn't put all of our trust in someone else or personalities because they're they're people. So you're not going to hold someone else to to the same standard that you hold your own self. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What about Deep Waters? What you think? Is the, do do they have a responsibility? I think they do. I think they do because a lot of our young people are looking up to them, you know, because they are growing up in homes without a father or, you know, a mother working long hours or a grandmother or, you know, somebody else raising them. Um, and that's a reality. And reality is, is that a lot of young people are looking towards these stars like they are law. So it, it's a fine line. It, it is a fine line, but I think that there has to be some kind of responsibility with what what kind of message and the content of of their music and or their art um i think that is they have to be more conscious of that because there are there are many many eyes that are seeing that and those eyes may not be trained to say well that's just entertainment you know somebody may look at it and say like, yo, that's for real. That's what we going to do. And they might go and, and follow that. So I think that it, it is a fine line, but they, it, they, they have to be held responsible mm. to a certain degree. They, they really do. Okay. Well, we got, let, let's go to, uh, I think it's BBP. What you think? Uh, I feel like that the responsibility need to be, uh, taken into consideration. Well, it's not even like you respond, you responsible to yourself at the end of the day, you was responsible mm. to getting to a position to where you have that type of weight in, in whatever community you live in. And now it's social media. So in the world, you know what I mean? So because right now we are looking at Brother Ben X, if he wasn't Brother Ben X, he could be leading us all down a rabbit hole or anything like that. So just going off uh, off the question at hand. I think that should be practice that that that's a home thing like like everybody else was saying that's something that looking like me that's something that that's more serious than anybody else because we got a lot of other things working against us why be part of the problem and instead of just getting somewhere to deceive people or if you don't know that's something to look for okay uh what about uh all the pips what you think is it what's the responsibility of the rappers? Oh, is it my turn? I wasn't able to hear you, brother Ben X. Uh, uh, but, uh did you hear the question? My turn, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I don't think there's a certain responsibility where we can expect it uh, from celebrities. And if they're you know choosing not to be responsible, then that at the end of the day, that is their choice, uh, they do have that freedom to express what they want to. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, with Snoop Dogg, Master P, watching them, seeing what they're doing. And uh, it did really influence kind of my uh, the stance or belief on a lot of things. 
and not just them, but other rappers and other entertainers as well. And just like he mentioned earlier, like Brother Ben X, you know, we we tune in for a certain reason. And so the the words and, you know, ideas that he shares, they really hold a lot of weight in uh, certain people's lives, especially when, uh, you know, I believe like uh, in younger ages, you know, they, they look up to certain people like they they look at the likes and the views and they they uh, they quantify that as far as uh, you know valuable so they they will believe or hear that person out a lot more than the person next door okay yeah, about it. okay what about uh you uh hold on let me let me bring let me unmute chastity oh uh, okay <laughs> go ahead go ahead what's your thoughts all right peace and good evening to everyone peace. um Peace. So my thoughts is um, I kind of understand where everybody's perspective is coming from in regards to this um, in your chat. However, I really do weigh closer to the young lady who went first. Um, I this is my household. So I talk to my daughter very, very, very candidly about everything about our rules, what makes sense, what makes sense to what we're following, what is pure entertainment. And that does not align with what we're teaching, whether that's biblically, whether it's out of the grind, whatever it is, right? Like, I think we are looking for scapegoats to, like, blame somebody else to, like, oh, this is why my child came out like that. Like, nah, rappers and the rest of them, they are entertainers. And then when we look at from a larger perspective of, excuse me, my phone's making noise. Um, when we, we look at from a larger perspective of where many entertainers are coming from, they're not always the same areas or where we're at in our lives. So, yes, they have some responsibility, but they have a responsibility to first get to where they're going, grow, evolve, um, and they're doing their job. However, my job as a mother is to make sure my child understands the difference between the things that she see online, be able to differentiate and we're in a great time that they all everybody has access to the internet so research understand what you're talking about gun violence is not okay you rapping about something you just put on the beat so yeah there is a lot of responsibility on their part but i think that that person has to really still evolve and grow so there is a still a forgiving part in me that says that part in my household still comes on me all right. So with that being said, what do y'all think about uh, the WAP video then? Uh, is that is that cool? Is it what's, what's y'all thoughts on it? Um, <laughs> you don't know what the WAP is, but I am not going to tell you what it means. But uh, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the video with Cardi B and Megan a Stallion that everybody was talking about. So with that being said, since they have, you know, they have no responsibility. What's y'all thoughts on the WAP? We're going to start back off with... Uh, with Latrice. Oh man. Um it's entertainment. <laughs> but yeah, like she was saying, she talks to her daughter about things. I talk to my daughter too. But um yeah, you can't just blame it on the rappers. Like you can't leave your child's perception up to the rappers you have to talk to them before they get to the rappers let them know something some things are story time you know so you know people aren't really living what they're singing you know so you can't can't really blame them 
But I mean, they glitz and glamour everything up. So it's kind of hard to compete with that. But you still have to let your kids know it's fantasy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Deep Waters, what's your thoughts? I personally have not seen the video, nor do I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have three daughters and... Um, it's, it's crazy because a few years ago when Cardi B had performed at the Grammys, I was at work and I was happened to be walking by the common area. She was performing. I was like, oh, boy, you know, I'm not a big fan of hers. But um, a girl at, at work was like, yo, her, her one song really got me through my divorce. And I was like, well, how how does her music empower you as a woman? You know, and we had this discussion. And it was just, you know, my personal feeling about it is that, you know, I have daughters and I'm a woman. I do not want to be disrespected. I don't want to be looked at like, you know, my physical body is 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 all that a man sees or all that all that matters. You know, I want to be respected for my mind. I want my daughters to be respected for their mind state. And when women come out and perpetuate this state of a woman is, you know, just boobs and, and butt and, you know, gyrating here and twisting and shaking there. I mean, what kind of message does that send to not only our young girls, but to our young boys as well? You know, I've, I've, I have a 14 year old son and a couple years ago, I told him, I was like, you know, it's just like Farrakhan had said, a nation can never rise above the condition of a woman. And you really, we, we as, as a collective, as a collective have to really meditate on that, discuss that. I mean, in great detail, in great depth, I'm not a fan of music like that. Um, I understand that that's, you know, that's their bread and butter that's okay for them. But for me personally, it's, it's not okay. Um, I don't think that it's okay for young girls to be looking up to artists like that and trying to mimic that, you know, um, I just, it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's a very dangerous thing to do and it's irresponsible. So that, that, that's my feeling about it. All right, uh, my man, BBP, what's your thoughts? Well, you haven't seen it, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I do have uh, commentary such as uh, the Queen just did, but uh, something like WAP. And then she also just said uh, 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 she teaches her kids about, you know, such a, uh, uh, the household beliefs and what, you know, how to, how to keep the crown straight and stuff like that, basically. I was one of the people that got great teachers for like my grandmother. She's gone now, but like the reason why I still have anything other than what I look like to to move forward and and move a certain way or off of my heart or whatever. You know what I mean? Because I was taught that and it was all good. You know what I mean? And it's we have kids out here in like orphanages and stuff like that. Those are sometimes I mean not even sometimes it's a great percent of the artist community that come from a broken home and come from not even homes at all and those are some of the strongest people willing to go as far as it takes with their life on the line to get somewhere in life and uh, uh consequentially some of those people are the ones that's teaching our kids these things and and nothing was instilled in them on this side of the track that's being talked about you know what i mean type of thing 
I really don't okay. have a comment about the WAP, but I feel okay. Uh, okay, Ch Chastity, what's your thoughts on the WAP? And and hey. and somebody asked a great question on Facebook. They said, "Okay, well, they understand what you're saying, but what's the where do we draw the line? What is unacceptable? You know, uh, when it comes from the entertainers? Are y'all saying ain't no line? It's it, they ain't got they ain't got nothing to do with it. It's all on the parent. What's your thoughts? So go ahead." Chastity about the WAP and then that question. Yeah, that's 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 a um, pretty uh, complex question, but I'm willing to dive in. So with me being a mother um, and how I do everything, number one, I have not saw the video. I just heard the song yesterday. Um, my daughter and I were driving to Whole Foods and the song came on and I was like, well, let me just listen to it at this point. Because it seemed like my daughter already knew the song. So <laughs> let me hear this song. So, okay. It is definitely, um, it was something for us to talk about. And that's how I parent. But that's how I live. Because I grew up in a generation of NWA, fuck the police. Excuse my language. I don't think nobody cussed for me tonight. But, okay. Um, but that was the name of the song. So it was like that energy, right? But at the same time, it was a lot of things that rappers were living through or who had grew up through that I had not experienced. So, yes, I could feel the energy of like, yo, I agree with that. However, I'm not living that. So I have to have that same mentality when I'm talking to my daughter. Like, listen, what are your thoughts? What do you hear Megan and Cardi saying? Mm. And I have to get the feedback of that because that's the only way I can effectively parent. I think a lot of times we're just, we're re so reactionary and we're not really parenting. Like think about what you were missing as a child, what you thought you were missing as a child, and then answer your child's question and help them fill it in so they understand that that's just entertaining. There is lines to these different things that you can hear something and it's a fly beat and you like, mm -hmm. All right, I get what we're saying with the WAP deal, but at the same time, I ain't out here on that. So I just think that we really have to communicate with our kids and the rest of it. What was the second part of your question, or have I went too long? Uh, the second part was, is there a line? Is so, you know, is it just like it's all in the parents, the rappers, they just do whatever they want to? Or is there a line? Is there is there even a line that they can cross? Well, again, I'm a parent, so I take full responsibility in my daughter. I do not put that on Cardi B. I do not put that on Meg Thee Stallion. They had to do whatever they had to do, because based on what the brother said before, is that people are coming from so many different places in our lives, and they, they're given platforms. And unfortunately, in America, um, people are given money for like the trash that they put out, right? right. Mm -hmm. So... You have to just really educate and talk to your child because your household is your dominion. That's what God gave us dominion over. And you really have to be responsible over that. So, um, yeah, they have responsibility as they grow in consciousness. But until they've grown, like, yo, I don't have time to be putting that type of energy on them. I know where I'm at. So. Okay, well, we got our, we got somebody new. Uh, is it Tara? Yes. So, 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 so let's. What, what's, what's your thoughts on this situation? You know, it's honestly very inappropriate. The song is ex 
extremely degrading to women. And it just shows the level of intelligence the music is putting out there. Mm. Consciously, it's very powerful. Yes, the beat is nice, but what is the lyrics saying? Because the lyrics have the power in these words. And I was looking, just doing my research, Cardi B didn't even write the song. Men wrote the song. Mm. Like, what's really popping underneath all of that? So she's not even the writer of this song. So they are pushing a bigger agenda with mm. the bomb. So we have to be mindful of the programming that they are trying to set in these young kids. Because luckily, you guys are mothers that are communicating with your daughters but some parents are not in the household because they're working they're they're letting social media raise the child these tablets are raising the kids youtube mm. is the kids so we have to be mindful and we have to brainwash our kids before we let these rappers these celebrities brainwash us that's good i, I like i like how sister chastity says you know even if she was able to hear it she says, well, what did you hear? You know, how, how did you interpret that so that we can, because the scripture talks about, it's not what goes in the man that defiles him, it's what comes out. So yeah, we can't always control what they're hearing. We can't always control what they're seeing, but we do want to be there to kind of control the perception of how they're actually taking it in and let them know this is not reality. Because like you said, mm -hmm. you know, when we got men who, you know, unfortunately may tell the woman, hey, you better go get your 50% of the rent. And so he's at work. While she's at work and the child is being raised up by either a tablet or the school. And then one thing, Brother Malik, uh, my brother brought up one time, he says, well, you can tell a child, don't do this, don't do that, don't act like this, don't think like this. But when he's at a school system seven to eight hours a day and he's with a parent, son or daughter who do not have any morals, who do not have any principles. Yes, we want them to do well. Yes, we taught them right. But you somewhere else, seven hours a day, eight hours a day. So they have more influence over you. I mean, we as adults get easily influenced, poured here and there. So how can we expect a little 14-year-old to be, you know, disciplined when they somewhere outside of the home seven to eight hours a day? So it's a it's a bit of a struggle. So how you feel about the line, though, Brother Ben? The, the line? Um, mm -hmm. Man... I, I think I think I think the line should be um, I, I, I think the line because I honestly agree with a lot of y'all at the end of the day is going to be about the parent uh, influencing them as much as you can. But I think the line should be lying and degrading yourself for views and the dollar, because I understand that some rappers like they really did sell drugs like that really is their lifestyle that they just happen to live i mean that's just that's just what it is so they, they talk about that but if they're glorifying that and they're pushing it on the youth knowing that's going to lead the youth to another space and they know the influence that they have i think that's the line now if you talking about now cardi b talking about how she was a stripper that's what she was she got out the mud she, i mean that's what she did now she's influencing other people to go do it in a way that she know isn't the best way or for rappers saying, hey, go rob somebody, go steal from somebody, go kill somebody, and you're not living that life, or you maybe have lived that life, but you glorifying the life. I think that's where the line is. I think there's nothing wrong with you know, telling your story through an artful way or through music, but when you send up that line talking about, nigga, I, I shot five niggas and you know, I got off. <laughs> you're lying, and you know that you're going to be influencing the youth to do that. Like I literally know some people who 
man, I ain't never shot no gun before, but walking around here talking about that because of what they're hearing online. When some of these people, like I think they said, is it two chains or future? One of them don't even do drugs like that, but they was talking about popping something. Future, yeah, don't, but talking about popping that stuff. So that's where I think the line is. What about you? I know you're a rapper. What do you think the line is? Uh, well, we also, being a rapper, I'm not really, either way, but being artists, I do production, graphics, videography, photography, stuff like that. Some of these artists are shock value artists. Like we got uh somebody that's uh, uh Kansas City based, not from Kansas City, but uh, uh brother brother Lynch, uh, cut him up, cut him up, uh, cutting, cut the baby up, uh, chop him up, chop him up, uh, the videos, blood everywhere. He got knives and blood on his face. You know, he a cool guy in real life or whatever, but he make money off of being that shock factor artist. It's not even believable. Like, of course, if he was chopping little babies up, he, he wouldn't be rapping and making right. videos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how he make his revenue. So to somebody who doesn't have the same morals in the art artist side of it, that's really here for the creative side. Like it's a show to some people. You know what I mean? Okay. So, okay. I'm, and I'm asking all y'all now, uh, let me try to see if I can bring Mecca Donna in. I see you. Mecca can you hear us? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so let me ask y'all this. Because I do understand that uh, the artists got to make their money. I do know this. And we do know that a lot of times conscious rap isn't necessarily supported like other music. So would y'all consider that selling your soul? Well, I'm just, I'm just cutting up the babies in the video so I can get paid. Would you consider that selling yourself? It depends on your own personal. To me, I'm not saying it depends. I'm not telling nobody nothing, but I feel like personally, depending on what I hold. I'm, I'm hearing some whistling in the back. Somebody got some whistling. Baby, we got we in a room full of queens. Can't listen, babies. I ain't saying nothing. They okay, well, if y'all do got background music, just put your phone on me if it's a little loud in the background. But go ahead. But uh, shoot, what was the question? One more time. I mean, uh, so, so do you what you say? What you call that selling your soul? Like, man, I'm just rapping about shooting these niggas because I know I'm gonna make the money, or I'm yeah, rapping yeah. about you know. Yeah, yeah, that that is something that I do consider like selling your soul because you know how they used to have the Illuminati and all of this, and selling your soul is you sign the paper and somebody in your family get killed or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. But like selling your soul is like the moral. Or or spiritual line with yourself, you know what I mean? Like you do something enough times to get caught or, or get punished for it, you, you'll probably stop doing it or slow down, or you'll you'll think around ways because I'm still gonna want to do this. So I'm think around ways to get the same result. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel like selling your soul is that uh I'm gonna do exactly what I know I'm not supposed to do, but I know that I can do it by doing this. Like that's selling your soul to me. Like I'm gonna do what i ain't supposed to do for me my moral compass i'm gonna do uh, something against that and that's my that's i sold my soul like you know what i mean chastity said please call me i see her doing i see it listen because he hit on something so so real and that's really what i call selling your soul so i'll take it from not even just from that perspective but even on a lower perspective so everybody understand like for myself being an insurance agent i started out with a company i was working for a company and um unfortunately i had to maneuver things and make it sound a certain way to get the sale because at the end of the day 
I had just went through a divorce, brother. And um, I needed to make sure that rent was paid and I needed to make sure my daughter's daycare was taken care of. However, that feeling that I felt after doing what I did on different transactions, I asked, I prayed to the universe. I prayed to God, like, just give me a way out and I'll take the straight way, period. And I have to build it on my own because I felt like at that moment, I sold my soul. So that goes back to the same thing we were just talking about is it goes against your moral compass. It mm -hmm. goes against who you really are. That really is what selling your soul in my mind uh, really looks like and feels like because you're just doing it for the dollar mm -hmm. and you know it's trash. And I want and I want us listening. And by the way, we are going to get back to the uh, Snoop Dogg uh, and, and Master P thing right after this. But to those of us who's listening, I want us to look at this and not be so self-righteous when we're looking at these rappers and entertainers, because like she just said, we could easily do it ourselves. And selling your soul is not always I signed a piece of paper for the Illuminati. Like the brother was saying, it's like, hey, man, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but man, I need the money. I'm going to do it anyway. That could be a form of selling your soul, gaining the whole world. Yes, selling your soul. You're doing something every day. And there's the guy within calling you saying, man, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this. You know, there's another way out. And you just not you just ignoring that voice altogether. So let us not be so self-righteous and condemn our brothers and sisters who are popular. Also, check ourselves and make sure that we not set on our soul as well. Uh, Sister Latrice, what's your thoughts? Oh, is is there a line? Was that the question? Uh, no. Now the question is, what the brother described. Um, it, do you consider that selling your soul? Because we talked about the line, but he said the uh, the brother was a cool brother, but only he was just working for shock value because he know that's what's gonna get the views. That's one. That's what's gonna get the revenue. Him cutting out the babies and stuff. So would you consider something like that selling your soul? I feel like anything that that's like that you really can you hear me? Oh, I can I can hear you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Any anytime you have to fight with yourself on something that you don't want to do, anything that you don't want to do and you do it anyway, that's selling your soul. Because that's denying a part of yourself, like you know, stifling what you really want to do, that's selling your soul. Okay, uh, Mecca what you think? I don't think, um, I think selling your soul in this context is a little bit extreme. You might okay. be, you might, and we, we adults here, there's not whether you're an artist or anything else, there's gonna, gonna come a point in time where you're gonna have to make a decision that's gonna waver in your heart a little bit, might not quite meet up with where you are. You're constantly evolving, your morals change from day to day. That don't mean you sold your soul. You made a decision that didn't align with where you are at that point. But sell your soul, it's a little extreme. Cutting up babies, that's also extreme. Terminology. I don't even deal in extremes. You know, I'm Muslim. I, I do my best to stay balanced and right where it's supposed to be in the middle. Like you said, you come in here, you see these popular people on TV, and I've been in the industry. So I'm not talking about things that I don't necessarily know firsthand. They, they in a contract. So understand they're already in a place where they understand they're selling and marketing their gift. That means experiences or creatively. They don't have to be first person to sell it to you. It could be what they see out of their window, just like it could be for you. It mm. could be what their brother went through, just like it could be for you. They do, however, in my opinion, 
have a responsibility because no matter how much parenting you do, it takes a village. And so that does mean the majority of your time, if you're in a workplace, mama, and I'm talking to my sisters, you're in a workplace, you're getting that money chest, you get at that check, the baby's in school, right? You come home, one sister said her baby already knew why. She was already with the wabbity wop when mommy found out about the song, right? That means she's doing oh. everything she can do, providing, parenting, and mom and daughter still came in on the wop. Therefore, we need to address and understand right now, have no delusions about it. As a celebrity, you open your mouth, millions of people worldwide. Hip-hop is worldwide. The majority of hip-hop is supported by people that don't look like us now. So when they open their mouth, and that three million people influence Chaz with your daughter and my daughters, okay? My daughters walking in here with the booty shorts, want the weave down to the, to the booty and, and ma'am, you know? Listen, we need to encourage these creative souls, right? Mm. Teach them. Because now when they evolve and open their mouth and they done with the whoppity wop, but want to tell our daughters, get at this insurance money open a business put some clothes on because this scarf ain't gonna stop a dude from hollering at you put covering yourself is not gonna stop a man from seeing your beauty respect yourself represent me correctly when you go out that's gonna make you stand out not looking like everybody else mm. not singing a whoppity wop or getting your wop on none of that I think it is an extreme. I do think we should teach these creative souls and allow them to evolve from where they are and out of their contracts, if, if need be, to a place where when they open their mouth and they drop that next single, they're teaching our people as opposed to just whopping it out. Ain't nothing wrong with a house party. I'm a little older than some of y'all look like, you know, so hip hop for me was a little house party, you know, in the day. You know? <laughs> Get your little ass. Buster Ross was a beast. You know, but he also made make it clap. You can go all the way back to 1920s and hear people in Mama Mabley's time talking about F-U-C-K-ing a man on wax, crackles and all. So the the creative arena has always been a place for us to express ourselves in our experience. The responsibility has now grown because of where we are as a people. But besides that. It's on all of us. Mm, so let me ask you, so let so let me ask you this question. Since that is not selling your soul, what do you consider selling your soul? Then? To me, selling your soul is a lot more spiritual than just a dollar. Okay. We people make sacrifices every day to get that money to feed themselves. If you go out here, even even if it's even if it's not a job, you know how many times I had to go to court for a traffic ticket and wonder where I need to take this scarf off so I won't be discriminated against. Did I sell my soul to go in there and help my child out if I decided to take that off? Selling your soul is 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 much more of a spiritual thing than we're attaching it to in the context of this conversation. Okay, That's so awesome. so go deep. So what so what is it? <laughs> Man, <laughs> you're you're being a teacher like that, bro. <laughs> at, at 12 o'clock my time well, you know selling your soul to me is 
at your present point of evolution, if it requires you to be something other than your true self, that means mm. you're not identifiably Chaz, you're not identifiably Tara, I'm not identifiably Macadonna, mm. that's selling your soul. If you got a whoppity wop wop wop, but you know you're PhD'd up and you have capability and resources, then yeah, you're selling your soul. That's a conscious choice. I'm I'm very leery about labeling it selling your soul if you're doing it out of necessity. Mm, I see the difference. I see there is a huge difference. If you are on that pole to stop a man from beating you taking your life in the back room of your boyfriend's mother's house like cardi you want me to tell that sister she sold herself for being on that pole i'm not gonna do it for you i don't care how politically correct that don't sound i'm not gonna do it for you i'm not gonna sell my sister out like that it ain't popping like that if that's what she had to do everybody's not harvard educated Everybody don't even have the resources to pick up a book. You know how many people can't even read now? Let's stop playing games. She didn't sell her soul to get on that pole. She sold us. She got on that pole to save her soul and her life. So, no. Nah. Necessity is the defining factor of whether you're selling your soul. That's so, my opinion. So, so if a brother, if a brother, an entrepreneur, brother smart than the mug, but he like, man... The easy way, I'm going to just say these drugs. I'm going to just say this, K2. That's selling your soul because this brother more than capable of going and making some honest money. That's just another way of saying you're a sellout. I'm a little older, like I said. <laughs> sellout, sell your soul, same thing. Okay, okay. You have resources, capability, and know-how to execute. And you chose otherwise, yeah, you're a sellout. Kamala, you're a sellout. <laughs> okay, Tara, Tara, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Yo, so I can tell just off of the WAP, it was just for money. The main purpose of the song was to get money. She understood that sex sells. She even spoke about it in her interview. She said, y'all don't like the conscious rap. Y'all want the sex. So that's what she gave the people was what they quote unquote want is she wanted to get this number one hit record. And that's what she has a label pushing her. And we have to understand the people who are running all of the music industry don't look like us. So they want to promote things that are violent. They want to promote us to say the N word. They want to promote sex. They want us to just be baby mamas. They don't want us to be wifeys out here. They don't want, they just think that now a black woman has to sell her body. And we have to, that's the Come image on, they want to portray us in right body. now. And that's what they're. <laughs> that's what that's what it is pushing it's like the bare minimum it's like where's the values where's the morals and i i quote she really honestly if you're doing anything for money then that's honestly that's just not a good look for me that should not be the purpose if you have that such a big influence on people and on the children because you're not even gonna let your kid hear that music so you don't you really don't care about the people or the culture if you're not even going you know you're going to keep this music you, that song away from your kid so why are you putting that out there for the culture it's to humiliate us or what's the example you're trying to put up against it's for the money it's sex sales and she understood that and that's why 
is number one right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Deep Waters, what's your thoughts on that? We're going to get back to the uh, Master P. So like Tara was saying, so isn't that selling your soul? Because you know sex sells. You're pushing what's what's selling. So you're you're consciously, knowingly perpetuating that. So you are, you have sold yourself. You have, period. In in my opinion. They, sell con they sign contracts to sell their art. I don't understand what you guys are saying. And it comes back down to, to, to personal choice and personal responsibility. Every Me, myself, I do, not, I, I, I do not I view that as it. art. I do not see that as creativity. Uh, I mean, oh, I, 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 honestly, I don't. Talking about sex in, in that way, I don't see that as being creative. I mean, there are artists like Mystic. There are artists like um, Rhapsody, beautiful women. They are intelligent in their rhymes. They know how to speak about sensuality and sexuality in a way that is not perverted. And it's not put in, 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 in a context where it's, it's basically like soft porn. So it's I, not I, the I, ability to see a, a, lot trend, of a marketing trend and capitalize on that a different sense of intelligence? I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the first part what of what you said. It's Cardi's ability to look at a market and fulfill a demand, a certain type of business savvy and intelligence. It is. Uh, it is. But who is behind her? Who's behind her? Because that's is that's the real that intelligence. For? That's the real we intelligence that we need to go after. That's the real intelligence that we need to go after. Because these these individuals that own the music industry, these individuals that own the record industries, they know what's selling. So they're they're pulling the artists like, yeah, this is what's selling. You gonna get this. You do that. So I mean, it's. Yeah, it's an intelligent move on, on their behalf, but again, it's a choice. You made that choice to sell not only yourself out, but you're selling out women. You're, you're selling out our people. I'm sorry. I don't want my daughters to grow up thinking that they got to have their boobs hanging out and their butt cheeks hanging out to be respected or looked at as beautiful. Do you see that? Do you feel the same way for artists like Marvin Gaye? What about actors? Can we just flip it? Since you've been in the industry, I feel like this is going nowhere. Because you feel like you know stuff. I'm saying, for that think time, about right? an actor. No, but think about but an actor. He wrote, Mama, Mama, all of us are, you. it's far too many of you crying. Do you feel like that when it comes to Marvin? He did the same thing that you just described. I don't, yeah. only because he was... It, it was clever. It was clever. You 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 have to have some some type of finesse with it. That was he finessed that record. When he dropped sexual healing, it was porn to that time. Just like you describing Cardi, he was Cardi. His father. That wasn't was a, my a time. Minister. I have heard the he record. He was Cardi, baby. Right, okay, right. So what? So what about Johnny Taylor? Okay, you know Johnny hit you with the. You know I met a girl. Oh, oh come on, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a little roll it, man. You know it was, but see, like she say, it was clever though. 
He said yeah. he's stroking with the motion. See you. See the chip. Okay, this is what I think the line is. It has to be, I think, something. <laughs> it got to be something that the adults understand that maybe the children don't. Like today, it's too just, you know, vulgar. Like, in your it, face. You know, they, yeah. put, they don't put no poetic language in it no I'm more. I'll send you this, this, this <laughs> F-U-C-K word on wax before me, you, our mama's name was born. That's our grandma time. I'm going to send it to you, brother. Then I'm finally going to send it to you. <laughs> okay, we got a brother on, brother Koblo. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right, and then we're going to get to it. What's your thoughts, brother? You said it right, man. Hey, I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. I've been watching you for a while. Um, I think most people forget that everything has a basic foundation and a purpose. The main purpose of media was to pass information. So now, as time went on, certain people realized they could use media to put out certain information, and then they put smoke screens on it like entertainment. That's a smoke screen. Mm. If you think about the, the movie, The Birth of a Nation, the one from way back, mm. it, it was entertainment, but it actually put out a certain stereotype about us that lasts to this day. You know, so, and over time, these people keep opening Pandora's box, and when you open Pandora's box, you have to take another step forward in that, because now you, you created that atmosphere. That's what healing was negative. It was just the beginning of the opening of Pandora's box. Mm. It was it was it was very sexual. It was just like he said, it was it was it was smooth. They were able to get it by real slick. And it was it was it was adult content, but it wasn't vulgar. See, that's a different thing. Everybody vulgar language and vulgar activity has been around since the beginning of time, but it was a place for it. Now it's wide open. There's no place for it. Every place is open for it. So that's the problem. And see, so you got these celebrities and these rappers, it gets to a point where they have to really step apart the responsibility of being an influencer. Anytime you have a platform, you are an influencer. Somebody's listening to you, or you wouldn't have a platform. So you, have, you are responsible to what you tell them. We have a duty to be responsible to our community. We might teach our children on the inside, of our home, our, our, our children, we might teach them what they should and shouldn't do, but the next child might not be getting that, and the next child might not be getting that, and the next child might not be getting that. So you got a lot of little Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion running around here for the next 15 years just not getting that. You know, and, and it's a trickle-down effect. We, we made the same excuses when Luke and Too Short did what they did. Now we regret it. We regret embracing that because now the women embraced it. At one time, the women didn't like us calling them that. And it was a majority of women that didn't agree with that. But now you got the women saying, yeah, that's us. And you got the rest of the world looking at our culture saying, yeah, that's them. Mm. And then you want to be saying, well, you know what? I got to make my money. Well, you you, you the devil. So you, you did it for greed. You didn't think about the community. You did it for yourself, yourself. And so you're still sinning. That's still the devil. So no matter what excuse people use, whether it's for financial uh, come up, whether it's because she needed to do it to survive, hey, she better go learn to type. Something is another way to make that money, you know what I'm saying? But you, she got to get this work for this. She, she's destroying our community with this. And she got to get this work because little girls want to be just like her, and they don't know no better. Mm, yes, sir, man. Appreciate it. All right, all right. So we're gonna get right to it, y'all. We finna get back to the uh 
Master P, then we're going to hit on some more points in a minute. One of the first kids in our program. Wow. And to see how now, after he died, he ended up being so famous. But when he was here, nobody gave him his flowers. Nobody cared about the same music, Snoop, wow. that ended up going. And that's why us being here today, we're going to share that love. I'm going to tell you all something. This man is incredible. We're going to give him his flowers while he's here because think about it. You didn't have to change. I got a bunch of people in my family that didn't change. They like they still ignorant. They still on right. the same thing. I like your whole movement because you decided to say, "Look, man, you ain't we ain't scared of nobody." Because you know where we come from. A gay man to kill you, a little man to kill a big man. Can. You know anybody what I'm saying? So it's like, but it's so easy for us to be negative towards each other. All these rappers dying young. What about us doing right and teaching them the game? They don't want to show that. They don't want to showcase that. They don't want to showcase men should get a business deal. Right. That's what it, it was. See what I'm saying? A business deal. deal. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, one man trash is another man treasure. Hello. That's how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. Like he couldn't see it that, man, you got a, a brand new car, but you're thinking that car used and it's, oh, I'm like, okay, give me that. I'm gonna I'm put, put some paint on there and some wheels on it. But but I believed in you. You right. know that from day one. Yeah. I showed you I believed in you. Yeah. I'm I'm not faking. I'm like, dude, I looked up to you as an artist. I was just a dude hustling. So you really put the work in to do this stuff. Right. But me, I was a dude off the street getting bread. You know that I'm like, man, if I get good people around, that's all I want. Did I ever tell anybody who want to leave, man, you owe me money. You're going to put me in on your deals. No, oh, man. I'm going to break somebody's leg and all hey, that hey, shit and shoot somebody. When I, when I left, I started my label. Yeah. I put out the East Siders, Doggy Style. I put out all kind of shit that went platinum. And you didn't ask me for a fucking dollar. Yeah. And you could have got percentages. To this day, have I ever asked you for anything? Never. Never. And see, that's what I'm telling y'all. Like, No Limit is a university. I want to see everybody that come through that blossom. But everybody not going to make it if they not committed, if mm. they don't put the work in mm. or they don't believe in themselves. You know, you got to believe in yourself. It's like a best. So when I first started doing music, I was a street dude, but I wasn't that good. So I was in a bay. People was laughing at me, right. saying all right. this stuff. And that's what I'm showing in the documentary. It wasn't easy. I just didn't blow up. So it's almost like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan got cut out of high school. Right. He wasn't the best player on the team, mm. but he put the work in and got better and got better. You outworked everybody. That's what I did. You outworked everybody because you had... Jay Prince, you had all these yeah. brothers that was yeah. doing it, and you came and got information from them. And once you got that information, I ran with it. Ran with it. And you I had a different race. And I celebrate them to this day. And you gave them they love man. as far as what they taught you. Like Jay you Prince, put Tony Draper on Tony there. Draper. Like these is niggas that I know. Uncle Luke. I know what they meant to the game yeah. before Snoop Dogg was in the yeah. game. Like that's why I always praise my G's. Yeah. I can't really give a lot of love and respect on that goat level to this yeah. to my peers as much as i can to niggas that came before me yeah. and the brothers that laid down the foundation all those black labels from uncle luke to yeah. tony draper to, to uh, rap a lot records yeah. that was the foundation of yeah. what you did and once yeah. you got it you ran a different race and guess what we never hated on each other never we never got mad that one got this because in business it go up and down so what i learned in business is that you got to know when to cash out and when we went this high snoop when it's time to cash out, I cashed out and kept it moving. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, but you don't look at even Project Records. To this day, Project Records cashed out because they learned that from the yeah. white folks how to yeah. cash out. We yeah. don't teach that leave, child. Leave while you And good. go start something else. Yes. Diversity. That's what people don't realize. It's like, you know, everybody tells us, oh, man, do one thing. If I did one thing, I'll be done right now. Okay. We're going to go back a little bit. I want us to discuss... I want us to discuss what he talked about learning from his OGs 
and showing love <clears throat> to his OGs. Because I think a lot of time in our community, we want to uh, reinvent the wheel. You know, I'm going to do it my ways, this unique way so that, you know, I can look like the one who came up with the whole little thing. Nigga, I'm self-made. Everybody want to roll with this. I'm self-made. But there's a lot of people in our community who has already made it, who has already given us the blueprint. All we have to do is follow uh, that particular blueprint. So I think one of the things that is major in what he just said was he learned from those who came before them and he continues to show them love. I think there's a level of uh, disrespect in our community when it comes to us not closing the gap because you have young people who disrespect the elders as if they've done nothing. Yeah, they may not have built everything we want them to build, but do that mean they done nothing at all? Is Does that mean they can't teach us nothing at all? And I think that's something we need to fix. So we're going to start with, uh, we got somebody new in, Manny V. What's your thoughts on that, man? What What's your thoughts on us, you know, learning from uh, uh, Black people who came before us, showing love and closing the gap within our community? Uh, I think the biggest problem is like we don't have no fathers. Like you got from to learn from a man, you gotta have a man teach you. Like mm. on the man tip, I don't know about being a woman, but as a man, like I'm a uh, I'm an electrician in Texas, so I just start getting into that the last like last ten months. But I always go to the old heads, no matter if they Mexican, black, or whatever. Really, ain't that many blacks, so I gotta learn Spanish and learn what I'm supposed to do from an older person. It's not easy, but that's what you gotta do. And you got to talk in their language. You got to be respectful because they, they hold the keys. But a lot of people out here trying to make the table when the table already made. You know, mm -hmm. I always look for them jewels. I want that head up. You know, I don't want to be bumping my head trying to figure out something. I want it that quick. Hey, let me get that 20 years of knowledge and I can get where I got to go. I'm going to just leave it at that. Indeed. Latrice, what you think? So many people ask me, Brother Ben X, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game. And we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094 will give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. Yeah, what he's saying, you can learn a lot from older people because they've already done half of what you, you're trying to do. So you can avoid pitfalls by listening to them too. Absolutely. Uh, BB, BBP. Uh, just like what you were saying, Brother Ben, on a uh, video you was just putting out, you was talking about something. You can learn from a bum, man. And da, 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 man, show me a bum. I listen to him. I listen to him. I'm sitting there bugging up. And I'm like, you know, something I got going on right now is, is trying to help it to, to my own right. About, yeah, you sound like that. About how to connect, how to, uh, how to uh, bridge the generational gap we got going on. You know what I mean? Like it, it is a hidden agenda and stuff like that, and being aware is not even piece of the battle. You know what I mean? Just how uh, how to apply it and stuff like that. But like a bomb, whatever he telling you, he mean it. You know what I mean? Unless it, it come with some type of give and take. I'm gonna do this because you gonna if you already said no, you already gave money. Unless he has you for more money, listen. You know he he probably he telling you something like, man, if I heard that, I wouldn't be sleep on this sidewalk right now. You know what I mean? Type of thing. 
But either way, that shit on me. Okay, uh, Tara. I feel like we have to humble ourselves and be student at, at life. Like, be a student. Allow people to give you game and drop them gems on us and be able to receive it and take it into consideration. We, I, I feel like as a community, we got to stop competing with each other and we just got to collaborate. We got to just come together, play our roles and follow suit. Everybody just, all we, we can all be leaders, but we have to just do our own part. Hey, you can't have so many chefs in the kitchen because then we're going to be bumping into each other. Just follow suit, know what you're supposed to do, and just lead the way. All Terrell, let me ask you this. Example. Why do you think uh, it's so hard for us to just receive the guidance and we just got to have this friction? What do you think that is? The mm. ego. I feel like once you detach yourself from the ego, then you're going to be able to listen and stop talking so much and stop trying to feel like you know it all or you're trying to outsmart people. Detach from the ego. You're not going to be so materialistic. You're not going to be in competition with your brothers or your sisters. You're going to want everybody to eat. You're going to clap for everybody and you're going to show love and you just want everybody to win because you are doing your own lane and you're doing your own purpose and you understand that we all need each other out here. Indeed. Deep Waters, what's your thoughts? You got to unmute yourself. No? Okay, you good. Wait, you good. Okay. Um, I, I completely agree with everybody so far. Um, I used to work with the elderly, and I always, always ask them questions all the time. And even with my children, I don't, just because they're young, I don't look at them like they don't know, that they don't know nothing, like they can't teach me something because I learn something new for my children all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, e even with, just like uh, Brother Ben X made the video about, about homeless man, and you said about the ego, Tara said about, about the ego, you, you definitely have to humble yourself. And we all have to look at each other like, you know, this person has knowledge that person i mean we definitely have have to have a different perspective on that as as a collective and i think that once we do that as a whole we'll start moving in the right direction uh because knowledge can come from any place and any place i mean i picked up this book earlier today this is one of my children's books but it taught me something about life and just because it's a child's book doesn't mean that it's not relevant, you know? So that's just my feeling. I, I think that knowledge can come from any place and anyone, whether they're old, young. And that goes back to the Willie Lynch letter, you know, pinning the old against the young, you know, the the white against the black, the female against the male. And it's it, that has to stop. We, we got to get out of that, out, out of that, destructive mindset we, we really do all right cold uh cold blow you know coming from a, a community of despair a lot of children all want to be recognized especially when they look at tv and they see a lot of people have things that they don't have they see people have access to things that they don't have so if they listen to somebody near to them 
if it's nobody in their household that they can stop, they can take kids at an early age to teach them values and they can look up to for an example, they're going to look to the next person that has the most material things or the most, most superficial possessions. And that can be dangerous because that doesn't show value or character in a person. So now, even though it's our job and our community to educate our young and pass down all the knowledge because they're not going to get it in school, the children are not going to value that knowledge or that information because you might not have all the things that Gucci Mane got. You know, you might not have all the things that Michael Jordan has. And so if you, and they're not growing up in a consistent environment, they're tired of hearing a bunch of broke people talk about having money when they can look and see people that got money actually saying something totally different. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's so many different directions that they can go in. But um, we, I think it's the biggest thing is that we have to really realize that it's up to us to pass down the information to our younger children, but we got to catch them early. We can't catch them when it's late. We got to catch them very early and be consistent. Mm, with okay. Mm, okay. All right, let's see. Let's get back to, I think he finna drop some game now. Let's see. What I did, I work everybody because you had Jay Prince, you had all these yeah. brothers that was yeah. doing it, and you came and got information from them. And once you got that information, I ran with it, ran with it, and I had a different race, and I celebrate them to this day. And you gave them they love Man. as far as what they taught you, like Jay even Prince, Tony Draper, on Tony there, Draper. Like these is niggas that I know, Uncle Luke, I know what they meant to the game yeah. before Snoop Dogg was in the yeah. game. Like that's why I always praise my G's. Yeah, I can't really give a lot of love and respect on that. Goat level to this yeah. to my peers as much as I can to niggas that came before me. Yeah. And the brothers that laid down the foundation, all those black labels from Uncle Luke to yeah. Tony Draper to, to uh, Raffle Lot Records, yeah. that was the foundation of yeah. what you did. And yeah. once you got it, you ran a different race. And guess what? We never hated on each other. Never. We never got mad that one got this because in business it go up and down. So what I learned in business is that you got to know when to cash out. And when we went this high, Snoop, when it's time to cash out, I cashed out and kept it moving. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, but you don't look at even Project Records. Till this day, Project Records cashed out because they learned that from the yeah. white folks how to yeah. cash out. We yeah. don't teach that. Leave, leave while you And go good. start something else. Yes. Diversity. That's what people don't realize. It's like, you know, everybody tells us, oh, man, do one thing. If I did one thing, I'll be done right now. Mm. Being able to have a multifaceted way of doing business to show yeah. you to diversify your yeah, because portfolio. Especially if it's stuff that you know go with what you're doing. Man, I remember when you had uh, gas stations, yeah. stores in the mall. Yeah. And, like that shit was inspiring to me. Yeah. Like, when I seen that, that made me want to have what you had, but it didn't make me envious. Yeah. Of you. It made me want to learn from you. Yeah. It made me want to be a student. Uh, how is Pete doing it? How is he winning? Yeah. How is he having a label and giving niggas great situation? Now, if you blow it, that's on you. You blew it. Man, I've seen that, you give everybody the same situation. I got that, the same that's situation that, that everybody got on No Limit. But, My shit was no different than yeah. anybody else. But you outworked everybody. You came but to you work. But you gave us all I the gave, work. I gave everybody the you opportunity. Said, look, it's 30 albums we finna put out. Yeah. We in the ice cream shop every motherfucking day. It opened from this time to this time. Yeah. We working on this album. Now, either you're going to get on it or you're not. Yeah. And the motherfuckers that was there hungry, we in there asleep. Let, let, me, let me tell y'all something about this man. He jumped on every record, every project. He hustled like he had nothing, like he was a new person in the game. That's what I respect about him. Same way I hustle. Pass me that bag right there, Snoop. Let me show y'all something. Mm, that's a gem. That's a tweet there. Hustle like you a new person in the game. So, 
never gonna stop me because I got product. So <laughs> product got the chips for music at Big and Smalls. That's some chips. Me goes when nobody. But All right, y'all keep it real. How many of y'all done had some raps now? I be man, so I done had the boosted kind. <laughs> How many of y'all done had them raps now? To the comment section, boy. Please call it be on the bag. Yeah. Shout out to James Lindsay. That's my that's my partner, man. Sometimes you got to get people that understand what you don't understand. It's called finding experts. And that's what we did in the music business. When Snoop found me, I was an expert at making money in it. Boy. That's why we're here. Mm. So we got. And when you going to make some Snoop Dogg? <laughs> you throwing all these chips on here. Look, I ain't seen one bag with my you know what? We're going to get on tabs for that because he's too slow. <laughs> right now. Snoop, Boosie got the best one, so I can't even front. That's I got the Boosie chip. Snoop coming soon. So I got to come. Me and you gonna make the deal before I leave today. <laughs> hey, look, we got the noodles. This all, look. Come on, man. You even got Uncle P's rice. I got the Uncle P rice. Plan. I need this right now. I'm cooking some chicken right now. Go ahead. You gonna cook that, Snoop? Hold up. And then let me show y'all something, right? We got noodles. Who that is? That's the Boosie noodles? No, it no. ain't. Yeah, that's the Boosie noodles. Yeah, Boosie got noodles like a bug, man. That's hot. Look at Boosie. Look at your And then when you got them pancakes, I got some syrup for you. No, come on, man. Ain't no more Uncle Ben and Aunt your mama. None of that. Y'all know we legit hustling right now. Ain't nobody going to out-hustle me. No. Ain't no youngster out here going to out-hustle me. Never will. So, but, but that's what I'm saying. Don't be afraid to get something else. Oh, hold on. Give me that drink. That's the that's the no-limit energy drink, King Kong. Man, this brother got, got dang, every product, boy. This brother doing for sale like a mug, boy. So I don't know if y'all drink uh, uh, Red Bull, Red Bull, any of that stuff, the bang or whatever. <laughs> I call this cotton candy. It has no aftertaste and it have me up all day. That's how I do all this. I'm just telling y'all. <laughs> Boy, this brother here is something else. I'm really not a sample kind of nigga, though. <laughs> this shit is good. And my team will tell you, I done done commercial where I won't drink this shit. The nigga that paid me a whole lot of money, I be like, I ain't drinking that shit. But see, that's what I'm saying. But why Kev, we... I think you would like this. My nigga Kev is a real Give me one of those. That nigga's a real Give me one of those. I want you to tell me. He's a Hold up. You got to come over here, dog. Come on, Kev. Come you got to come over here because we don't want. Hold on. Wait for you pop it. We won't come on over here. Yeah, tell him to put that motherfucker through because you a real Motherfucker. <laughs> Come sit right here and drink this thing. I'm Man, I'm gonna give me some brother Ben X chips down, and drink. Hey. What you think? Yeah, I can do that. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Red boy, y'all in trouble. Yeah. So so I'm just telling y'all right now, we call this King Kong because we go wild. You know what I'm saying? Look how to look. First it was called cotton candy, and that's called candy. <laughs> NASCAR King Song King Kong. We straight from the jungle. King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> know what I'm saying? They can't stop us because we're King Kong. Everybody be settled like a boy. He said, man, it's that cotton candy. NASCAR King Kong. Boy, this brother here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, D, what you've been doing on the music tip? Like, you know, everybody know 
that you got all these different business hands, but musically, sure. have you decided to put back out some of that old school no limit music or what, what you want right now? So I have so we're gonna get into that. We're gonna let, let's come back to the table with the team. Let's come back to the table with the kids. This is what I say. I got that key going. So we're gonna start off with this. We need products, family. What's y'all thoughts on products, man? Creating products. Um, you know, what products do you think our community actually need? Um, because he look like he 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 going for everything. That brother got the serve, that brother got the, the chips, man. Um, and to me, man, this is just another way for our people to hustle. You know, you ain't gotta sell dope. There's many ways that you can do it. You get you some chips, get you some, you know, it may not be the healthiest, but get you something that you can sell. So, what do you all think is a good idea? Some good ideas for our community that they can do. They ain't gotta have millions of dollars to do it, but it's something that our community uh, action need. We're going to start off with Sister Tara. Well, knowledge is power. So we need to educate ourselves. So everything that we need is we need to gain knowledge. School did not teach us jack. School taught us how to be workers. So we need ownership. So once we instill that in our system instead of trying to go find a job let's create a job what is what are you good at and we all are good at something i feel like we we all have a purpose here and we just don't notice it because we just so good at it and we don't want to you know it just comes natural to us and it's like you can get paid for that and that's what god wants intended you to use your gifts for use those hands especially i feel like as black men, we got to start, you got to mm. get back to using your hands. I know being a plumber is not cool no more. Being a trade, doing a trade is not cool no more, but we need those more than ever. We need a mechanics. We need people who train, who are in trade. Okay. Like that's what it has to be in. And of course, you know, my sisters, we got to get back cooking, sewing, like using our hands, using the gifts that we were built with and also using our mind. Cause I, Said, Indeed, power. Sister Latrice. Like I saw all those snacks. I like I like the wrap snacks, but I think we need like better food because most of the communities that like there's liquor stores and um, just you know little snack shops, but there's nothing healthy in them. So like maybe somewhere like fruit stands or somewhere you can get fresh juice, stuff like that. And see, stuff like that, man, we can do so easily going to the farmer's market, buying it in bulk, standing out there. Now, of course, everybody don't want to stand out there, but, you know, I, it's, it's some brothers in the nation, man. They be having them uh, pies, they papers, and they fruit. And it, it's some brothers that make some pretty good money uh, because, you know, they stand at the stoplight, man. They, I got their fruit. And when you buy it in bulk, man, and you set it for a dollar or whatever the case may be, you can make you some lot of money. Uh, one thing that I thought about uh, doing was, um, shoot, getting a, a, a 36 pack of water for about four to six dollars, however much it costs. And you can sell water for a dollar. Now, 7-Eleven going to get them for a dollar sixty nine. I'm selling it for a dollar, but I'm sitting right there on the street corner. All we got to do is get our license. So I think if our community was more exposed to uh, the capabilities of what we're able to do, then they will come around because I think sometimes they only have drugs on the table or on the shelf and then athlete. So I'm either going to make it in sports or only other thing I know is this, but if they knew it don't take six figures a month or a million dollars to 
you know, create this business or create this product. They knew how eat like I, I watch. Um, what is that show called, man? Uh, is it Shark Tank? Shark Tank. Man, some of them creations, they be when they start to talk about how much the, it cost, they be like, oh, this costs up 46 cents. I'm like, golly. You know what I mean? They be getting stuff from China. Oh, they, oh, my, my expenses is about, you know, $1.42 each. I'm like, wow. But if we knew that in our community, how easy it is to have those type of connections and what's in your mind is not too far-fetched, then I think a lot of us would be more productive and, and would actually produce more uh, from our mind. Let's go to... Uh, uh, Manny V, what's your thoughts, man? What, what's your thoughts on that? Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. Yeah, man, them trades, man. I'm an electrician, like I said before. It teach you a lot. It teach you a lot about building. It teach you a lot about coal and real estate. Shoot, it teach you a whole bunch of stuff. But as far as like what we need, we need better food. I'm overweight, so I know we need better food. I've been to Detroit. I live in Dallas, and I I don't be in Fort Worth all the time, so I can see how the inner cities move. And there's no good grocery stores in the cities. They always outside the city. And the food thing. I mean, I like Master P food and everything, but it's not really good when you're coming up. A lot of hot sodium and everything. Mm. Boosie talked about that with his stuff. But it's diversification. So, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I understand what Master P coming with the food. He just started Rap Snacks. Well, mm. not just started, but it's been around for a minute. But it's still the diversification. And I, I love his business ethic. I was too young. Like, I don't know the whole story, but I didn't watch the whole documentary about him. And I love it. It's a lot. It's a good hustle that, like, Master P, I just thought right. he had a few songs because I'm from the Midwest, so I really didn't know. So we don't know really about him like that. He only had a few songs where we from. But when he talking about diversification, that was powerful for me because mm -hmm. I thought he had fell off. I thought he was broke, but he far from it. So Yeah, that's that's heavy. I posted something time. today, uh, actually, <clears throat> and it was talking about, it was a scripture, Ecclesiastics. 11 and two, and 2, it says, divide your portion to 7 or even to 8, for you do not know what misfortune may occur on the earth. And so even if you have a job, you know, we're not saying just because you know the history of them that don't have a job working for the white man, per se, but have something on the side as well, you know, so that if anything happens, like COVID-19 is a perfect example. COVID-19 hit, man, millions of people are unemployed. But imagine if we had different products. We had our online products. We had our online stores. Yeah, you may work a nine to five, but what am I doing from six to 10? What am I doing from six to nine? What can I do? What can I get some, some game on the Facebook ads so that while I'm at work, my ads is going out, reaching people. My content is reaching people while I'm at work that I can come home and then respond or fulfill orders, things of that nature. So I want all of us to start to think about that diversification that he was talking about because we never know what's going to happen. What's up today can be down tomorrow. But if we have different, like the post that I did was 
about a table having different legs. If it only got one leg on it, hold it up. And you knock that one leg off, the whole table gonna fall. But if you got three, you know, five legs, six legs on that mug, you may take one leg, but the other five legs is able to sustain it. And we don't have to have a one track mind that go to school so you can get good grades, so you can work for somebody else the rest of your life, because you don't wanna have, or we don't wanna have our life 100% depend, dependent on somebody else. So uh, Deep Waters, what's your thoughts on that? situation man these products diversification and uh what products do we need in our communities how do i do that okay <laughs> i don't know how i did that um well thank you for the tip because now i'm gonna go to the grocery store and get a whole bunch of fruit and me and my baby's gonna be selling some fruit because we don't got no real grocery stores around that here is. so that's exactly what we're about to do uh, but yeah, I agree with everybody. Um, but Sister Tara, you made a beautiful point. Knowledge is power. If you don't know, you're not going to do better. Um, but definitely food is a big, big thing because so much food have, has been poisoned, has been, you know, uh, modified genetically and and now it's to the point where they're cloning they're not even cloning meat anymore now they're making it out of a 3d uh machine or something i mean just very unnatural just crazy things that i i, I wouldn't even want to put in my body um so food food and knowledge and they're one in the mm. same to me Pretty much. Okay, I see you with the spiritual food and the physical food. Okay, BP, uh, BBP. Well, everybody had great points. I I missed the the first two. It was deleting as everybody else was going to just talk on our attention span nowadays. But uh, dude, right here, don't know where I am on y'all scoring. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Manny V. He from uh, he said he was from Texas and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And Fort Worth. I was in Fort Worth for a minute and I was in like in like not Dallas. Dallas where the young folks are and it's club city and all of that. Like I, I'm part of the older generation. Like I'm not an old guy as far as my age, but I, I grew up around a lot of older folks, and you know what I'm saying. So either way it goes, it's a lot of racial indifferences on the side of town that you were in in Texas. It was real hard for me being a salesman. I was making uh say twenty thousand dollars a month down there. I came to cross some young boy problems, went to jail. Found out my money was gone when I got out, but I didn't set myself up for the future. Say I had uh, snacks or something like that, we would have. I would have been cool, like like Brother Ben was talking about. Uh, basically, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't 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 build a table with one leg or something like that. But either way it goes, um, uh, I had a, a metaphor. Y'all seen that that Black AF special on Netflix? The man that made Barbershop and all of that. Now I didn't know really that a black man or to what extent that he made all of these things that's so significant in our culture and stuff like that. But if that's the only thing he really did for us, he did his job. And just like Snoop and them was saying, you don't really know behind the scenes what they do for people and stuff. But watching that show, like I don't watch TV and stuff. So my my, my uh, family was out, younger family was out there watching the show one day and I had to cut it off. And I only made it through like the first 20 minutes of the first episode just because of yeah, we at the, the party and we giving away Rolex to all the kids. That's cool. We're doing this. That's cool. That's cool. But it never came across this. And then when it came to Black History Time, the baby started off with this is what it was. This is what it was. And I'm like, dang, I wish that person 
was the one with the information because this is the time to say it to the people that's listening and you proving the power you have on us now it's time to give us some gang like she was talking about teach us and you know what i'm saying and if you go get some fruit uh deep waters get your uh, farmer's market not the grocery store if you talk about that <laughs> oh, poison in it, don't go to the farmer's grocery store market. farmer's market is cheaper and it's better that's right but, but another point i was making is over here i just moved to illinois i'm from st louis born and raised midwest that's not a gang sign but midwest you know what i'm saying so i'm in illinois right now and i got a couple of uh uh older guys that's my friends and they tied into like the music scene it's still, like one of them is jd kiss partner whatever but he he almost he pushing on 50. you know we we, we close so he'll be driving me around down here or we riding around, whatever. Uh, uh, and he'll be like, man, right here, this is a, a, it's a Statue of Liberty over here in somebody's yard. Like, man, there used to be parties over here. You see that wicker uh, chair over here. This was going on. Every house on the street I live on, he was telling me history on a block. I just moved on. Every house over here, uh, Mama Mama D used to stay up there, so greens. Every house used to have uh, farms in the backyard. So I don't think that's. That's not important enough for us to do that's something. Just you can make a garden in your backyard, and you know what I mean. It's not hard. Test the soil, whatever the water, whatever the case is with that and stuff like that. But uh, uh, when I was going back to the dude that got the Black AF TV show, now he's selling stuff to our community, and we endorse Black whether we actually know it or not. Like I see a black man on TV, I'm watching that television show. Everybody didn't watch Martin and all of these type of shows and stuff. Right. So we 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 know like the barbershops and all of that or whatever, but the man behind it make a difference. It wasn't somebody that was not representing the culture. It was somebody coming to find out it was a young black man, doesn't matter what side of the fence he was on, he was a young black man making these black movies. Okay. But think about this almost hundred percent. I don't know what else he done. So these are not real numbers. I, I didn't look them up. But almost hundred percent of his revenue came from us. It now, now when when Black Panther came out, white folks was kind of timid to go to the movie theater. Period, because this is a gang of niggas gonna be there. Excuse my language, this is a gang of guys of different shit that's gonna be at the movie theater. You know what I mean? It's probably not where you want to be on the premiere of Black uh uh Black uh, uh Black Panther and stuff like that. But to see somebody in a different light, I didn't know he made rap snacks. Like rap snacks, one of them things. I'm like, ah, now you know somebody else had to be behind it already with that preconception, whatever. You know, it's in the store. Da da da. I didn't know somebody like us was that that influenced or whatever. But all the items that he was pulling out the bag, I found it interesting that those are common household items in the black home, like chips, chips. Okay, a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, pancake mix. Like this, is probably the only things that was in his cabinets. I make the pancakes every. I make eggs. Eggs cheap still. Chicken. That's the cheapest food. I still just eat chicken and egg i don't care how much money i got i'm still just eating i'm gonna be hungry again it's not like you're going out i treat whatever because i don't spend money on myself for real i do my drugs too but i'm talking about like alcohol stuff that's legal or whatever still bad even worse for you than the street drugs but what i'm trying to say is he like it's a different connotation because i was mad at our brother for selling to us making his fortune off us and i can't visually see offhand what he's doing for us you know what i mean like you sitting in this nice house we looking up to you and now you're making this tv show and i'm mad almost because I'm, I'm like y'all gotta cut it off because i'm looking upset like what you're not even teaching me nothing like you up here talking about how it is to be black how it is but like you learn me something or whatever people looking at it differently than i am that's why i was upset and people just like ha 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 look this man out here driving this and talking about white shaming and whatever like nah what all of that uh what i'm saying is uh he was selling a black made his fortune off of that so I was trying to make a metaphor to him making rap snacks. I know, I know. I was trying to make a metaphor off of him making rap snacks and stuff. This is stuff in the household, but I don't, I don't feel no type of way about that. Like, 
he was like, I'm gonna make sure when they buy, even if they don't know it in my head, he might not have these tips, but even if they don't know when they go buy Rapsnacks because it's cool to buy because it got a rapper on it, that it's a brother they support and he supports us. So yeah, make rap snacks, make what else? Eggs. We need to come out with eggs, a lot of eggs, a, a lot of chicken, <laughs> maybe uh, some cheap form of ribs, you know, stuff that uh, that we like to eat and stuff like cheap barbecue grills, cheap whatever. We need to be making tissue, socks, bed sheets, uh, walls for houses. We are working all the bit. We work in every industry. We can talk and all of this stuff. We can interweave. I wouldn't want to buy an island and put black folks on it because I feel like it'll get bombed. But we can interweave all of this free, I mean, a damn near free, cheap, cheap land in the middle of everybody's houses. It's a black man in every industry in the world, period, that's ever been created. And if, if it's new and he, a black man probably made it. I ain't even going hard on the black folks right now. But what I'm saying is, it's so much that we can do. We're talking to do for self and stuff like this. If we, we then bought some land, hire one plumber, start off with one plumber, one this, one this contract uh, uh i got plenty uh i know black folks we got plenty of people that build houses and stuff like that you know contracts that used to be one of the jobs that you could take like i'm gonna go work for uncle this weekend on the con construction business in in high school or whatever and make such and such just for doing it this day now that's cheap labor to uncle but at the same time that's real powerful and significant we can go and, and build a whole community by ourselves we don't have to answer to nobody we're going to have to answer to the community, just like we're doing now. It was somebody that started this. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing but somebody's word that got carried up until this point. Either way. Yes, sir. Uh, brother uh, Cole Blow. I'm here, man. Uh, you know, I like what the first young lady said. What's her name? Trey? 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 Latrice, man, that comment, that that comment was just as awesome as your smile, man. I mean, you, you light up a room, you got some hell of an energy. Um, I agree with that, and I believe that we need to have community resources in our neighborhoods that don't have the most access. And we need, um, you know, like you can go on the internet and on Facebook, and you can find people saying and telling us what we need to do all the time, even celebrities. You know, with Master P. Master P is telling us a lot, but he had to show Snoop hands on. So really and truly, we need mentors. We need mentors throughout these communities that can show these boys hands on, face to face, what the daddy can't show them. We need community resource centers and mentors that can fill the gap for these parents that's working three shifts and swing shifts and 12-hour shifts. You get what I'm saying? Because... They don't get to have a chance to get that quality time and that knowledge from home, the base that they should. So some of the things that we should be able to pass along to our younger generation, we just can't because we got to keep up and survive. And the average person is not making enough money to pay somebody to do that. You know, so it's going to take those people that have got the means to do it to come back and give back personally. Show your face. Put your hands on somebody. You know, reach out and physically mentor somebody, you know, consistently. Because everything is really going to happen by example and access. Our changes, you know. So I believe uh, we can actually make investments into the community those ways and actually, you know, actually benefit through knowledge. And, you know, teaching gardening and stuff like that through those resources. A lot of that can be covered because the parents can't really do it right now. And the grandparents show they ain't going to do it because they twerking just as hard as the mothers and dads. You get what I'm saying? Some of them still selling dope. The grandparents, you know. So um, we, we really need those that got the information 
and know the keys to come back and show it to those that don't have the access, the ones in the rural areas. You know, go ahead and make, make some outreaches. It's not really that hard to do, but it's harder for those people that can't reach out and get it to get, to, get to it. OG, well, I got your attention. Um, what since you're in a different generation, you are you are older, a step ahead. Right. Uh, what what was passed down from the generation before that you could say helped you along your journey? Man, I was raised by my grandmother, my my mom and my father, my mom and my daddy yeah. loved me hanging. Now, you know what I'm saying? I I caught that integration, disco, um, quarter with white people do white people drug era. We finna start living our best life because we're free now. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much the attitude that they had because they were deceived into thinking that if you had access to get this American dream, which is achieving material stuff, then things were going to be better. But it cost me and my generation. You know, um, when I graduated high school, I started realizing how most of my black peers didn't have both of their parents at the graduation. They were either divorced, had step-parents. So I looked at my white friends and I was like, Man, they got their mamas and daddies there. But then by me growing up with my grandma and seeing their neighbors that were older than them, man, up and down the street, it was mother and father, 50 years of marriage, died of It wasn't no divorce, and it was eight kids, one mama, one dad. It might be a, a, a mistake here and now, an infiltrator. But for the most part, you had that solidarity. And that purpose of knowing what the family structure was for. So nine out of ten, they got together for the right reason. But I, I learned a lot about character, values, and compassion. And at the same time, like I said, I was taught to not be so self-centered to think about other people. Because um, that that seventy generation, that's where they dropped the ball. That they got selfish, but they didn't understand because they were trying to keep up. They were trying they were trying to get stuff that they couldn't get beforehand, and the stuff that their parents couldn't get. So in the American dream, in the American dream that you was just referring to, uh, thinking about it in the sense that I learned, you know, like the American dream was free land, free labor, come on down, like we renovated, whatever the case was, when when we got free or whatever, emancipation proclamation or a year before that, when we were supposed to either way go, say after that, they put all the laws and stuff against us where the petty crimes, felonies and stuff like that. Whereas prior to that, the free land, free labor inhabitants got to keep they they portion or whatever that they already had and pass down the knowledge that they already had. We even got stripped from the use of our hands. Like 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 she was talking about trades and he was talking about he's in a trade. Like, you know, he got something with his hands. It's not money, but it makes money in the society we live in. You know what I mean? So as far as us. We got good people. We can pass down good people traits. You know what I mean? Right. I don't really have a point on that. I just wanted to hear your uh, perspective, and I got it. That's I just learned, Sean. I'm muting my right, mic. Right. My bad, Ben. My bad, Yes, brother. sir. So what we're going to do, we're going to close out, man. It's getting a little late. We'll do part two tomorrow, Tuesday. Mm, no, not tomorrow. Maybe Wednesday. We'll probably do part two Wednesday. We're going to be leaving off at 3625. So what we'll do, I'll let y'all promote your social media. If y'all got any websites or anything like that. Y'all can close out with that. So, brother Cole Blow, I'll let you go first. Hey, man, that's right on time, man. I just actually started a radio show. Um, People have been coming to me for a couple of years telling me I needed to do podcasts, and they were just, you know, just from my post. So I started one, and it's online on DKM Radio 1.1 on Facebook, and on the internet is DKM Media Group. I have a show. It comes on tomorrow at um 
5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time called The Wilson, where I bring attention to things in our community that we should have a, uh, that we should be paying attention to, but we really are. Like a lot of people are paying attention to WAP, <laughs> and we still be paying attention to a whole lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. like politics and stuff right now, and, and um, the reason why we should be voting. So my show is about that and all. Uh, y'all can follow me on Facebook at Rico Jackson, and um, that's about it, man. And like I said, I appreciate you. And Brother Ben, you need to holler at me on that radio show tomorrow, man. I need some help. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I thank you for joining the show today. Appreciate you, man. All right, uh, BBP. Yes, I think it's BBP. I T H I K I T S BBP. Yeah, I'll just hop right back in real quick. That's it, though. I think it's BBP. You can Google that. It's the name is on the screen. Uh, I think it's BBP.com. Uh, the music, uh, baby brother eyes for visuals or animation and stuff like that. But follow brother Bean. I mute my mic. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Tara. Brother Ben, I appreciate you for all the knowledge, all the game you give us. You the GOAT for real. Appreciate it. And my name is Tara Chantel. You guys can connect with me on all platforms. I am the author of Self Love Manual. You can cop that on Amazon. It teaches us. It's just a manual and the knowledge of self-love. I feel like first we have to know ourselves. And once we master self, we can master all things. Indeed. What can they find? Did you put your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Yes, my Instagram is Tara Chantel. All right. Thank you for joining the show today. All right, brother Manny V. Yeah, it's just Manny V on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, I just want people, hey, tell these people these (laughs) trades is open, man. It ain't many of us out here. Ain't nothing like walking to a room and it's a thousand people. You're the only black one. But uh, hey, tell people these trades is out there. They can come get them. It's hard. It ain't easy to get into. You're going to have to do a lot of math, a lot of reading. But, hey, it's good money. And you can build it to something else. Because they use it, in my industry, they use it as a four-year degree. So that's yes, all sir. I have to say. You I'm too. Good. Thank you. Uh, Tommy, you tried to talk about Tara. <laughs> Latrice. Hey, I'm Ms. Necessary on Instagram. It's MZ underscore necessary. And I sell like um, onesies for women and body oils for men and women. And I'm also in Brother Ben X's digital real estate class. And y'all should get in it. If you're not, you learn so much. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. All right. D Waters. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay, I got it. Okay, um, I'm still alerted about the technology stuff. Okay, my Instagram is D8, the letter 8, P, waters with a Z, to wait. Um, I just started my uh, a blog called Living Artifacts with a Z. Um, I'm just, you know, doing some writing, some poetry. Um, and my Facebook is B, B-E-A, uh, last name Rivera. R-I-V-E. All right. R-I-V-E. Thank you for joining. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. Man, I think this is a black-tastic show tonight, man. Uh, thank all of the guests, man. Uh, what do y'all think about the show in the comments? I know we got about 128 people still watching us. Uh, what do y'all think about the comments uh, about the show today? I want to continue to do this 
uh, maybe twice, maybe three times a week, as much as I have time. So what I do is I continue to uh, pull stuff from Instagram, pull stuff from what's going on. And y'all can feel free to DM me on Instagram at Brother Ben X and just say, hey, man, I want to deal with this topic. Or I think we should deal with this topic. And if it's a hot topic and something that, you know, I want to deal with, you know, I, I do it. And so obviously there was a lot of people that was trying to come on today. So what I'm going to have to do is like say whoever comes on first is who get, you know, the shine. So, hey, make sure y'all on time. Make sure y'all early because the first, I guess, six people, I think you can call like, no, eight people. The first seven people, I guess, will be the ones who come on. So it's it's, it's going to be random every time. I believe we are God so we can learn from all people. We can learn from all different experiences. Everybody's going to have a different perspective, which I like. Uh, because everybody had a different perspective today for, well, not for the most part, but there was some time where we had some different perspectives. And it's always good to hear those different perspectives, because if we always talking to ourselves, then of course, we always going to be right. But if we have a different perspective from somebody else who've had a different experience, then I think we can be a little bit more valuable. So I thank you all for watching. If you all would like to donate, you could donate via cash app, dollar sign, Brother Ben X. Follow me at uh, Brother Ben X on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, and check out my Brother Ben X podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Peace, and y'all have a blacktastic day.